Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. There's no one like Jesus. All the earth and all creation. There's no one like Jesus. There's no one like Jesus. There's no one like Jesus. My Lord and Savior. Quite like the Lord, no, no, no. There's no one like Jesus, no one I found. There's no one like Jesus, no, no, no. There's no There's no one like Jesus, no, no, no. Greetings, saints. Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenton, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. There's no one like Jesus. There's no one like the Lord. There's no one like Jesus. No one I found. Worthy of the free. 
you children of God, we once again greet each of you in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. We thank God for another beautiful day that he has made. The sun is shining, the wind is blowing, birds are singing, God has given you and I another opportunity at this thing called life. He's given us another opportunity to get things right. If you ever wonder what life is about, life is about getting things right with God and man. Getting things right with God and man through a personal relationship with God's only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled, The Man Called Jesus. The Man Called Jesus, who was God in the likeness of sinful man. Looked a lot like us, walked like us, a lot like us, talked a lot like us ate a lot like us, slept a lot like us, but he was God on the inside. We looked at capital A in our outline from the start. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Capital B. Purpose. Very important for us to find out because Jesus always operated in his God-ordained purpose. First Timothy 1, 15, Philippians 2 and 13. It brings us on down to capital C. And with some of the recent events, you know, the Lord just dropped this in my spirit here, uh, capital C, will straighten it all out. He will straighten it all out. He or Jesus will straighten it all out. He has to, children of God, because we we are living in such perilous times that it, it, it doesn't even make sense, some of the things that we are seeing in our news, in our nation. It, it doesn't, things don't even make any sense. It, it doesn't even make any sense. But he, rest assured, he, or the man called Jesus, he, he will straighten it all out. We're going to look at the book of John, chapter 4, with a special focus on verse 25. John, chapter 4. Verse 25 from the New International Version. Scripture says, the woman, Samaritan woman, said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Once again, Matthew, I mean, John chapter 4, verse 25. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes. He will explain everything to us. Capital C, he'll straighten it all out. 
He will straighten it all out. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. We thank you today, Father, for another beautiful day. We thank you, Father, for life, for health, and for strength. Pray, Heavenly Father, for your wisdom to manifest itself in the hearts and minds of our leaders. Uh, we know that the adversary loves to gain control and use leaders in order that uh, most more damage can be done. But we pray right now, Father, for our leaders. We pray, Father, for our kings, our presidents. We pray for those in authority. We pray, Father, for our police pray for our congressmen, our senators. We pray, Father, for those in authority that your spirit will lead and guide them in the path of righteousness, that the senseless murders that are taking place around this great country may stop in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, uh, for your good, pleasing, and perfect will to be done in the lives of your people, uh, that you will continue to strengthen us in these last and evil days. You've told us in your word that because of the increase in wickedness, which we are seeing every day, you said the love of most will wax cold. I pray, Father, that we will not be a part of the most. May our love not wax cold because of the increase in wickedness. Help us, Father, to be faithful unto death that we might receive the crown of life that you have promised to those who obey you. Help us, Father. These are trying times. And we know that if you will help us, we will surely be helped. These and all other blessings, Father, we ask in the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Let God's people say, Amen. He will straighten it all out. He has two children of God. We, we you know, we are living in days that looks like they are going from bad to worse. There is a madness that has gripped many in our great nation. A madness. A very, very palpable and tangible madness that is running seemingly unchecked in this great United States of America. It's a, it's a madness. There's, there's no other way to describe it. The senseless shooting of a black man in Louisiana day before yesterday and the senseless shooting of another black man in Minnesota yesterday. There is a madness a spirit of madness that is loose in this country. Children of God, I'm hearing God 
in my spirit now say that we have the power as his, as his children to heal this land. This land is sick. You, you need to understand that the, the United States, is we are sick. We are, the, the land is sick. You say, Apostle, ah, where you get there from? God talked many, many times about the land being sick because of the wickedness and the evil of those in the land. Second Chronicles, the Lord talks about how if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God says, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal the land. Children of God, we are in need of a healing of the land of the United States. The land is sick. Men are able to marry men in many parts of this country. Women are able to marry women. Individuals are highly political and rich, super rich individuals are able to commit all kinds of crimes, ghastly crimes, and get away with it without even investigation, without even looking into it. Uh, police who are, are supposed to be protecting and serving the people uh, now feel like it's it's op many of them feel like it's open season, especially on people of color and African Americans. Our land needs to be healed. And God, many of us are calling and crying out to God, but I'm hearing God say, Robert, I'm calling and I'm crying out to you all. God says, I have told you all that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, see. See, and, and, and this is what a lot of the trouble is in this great country. God is, is, is dealing with me right now. God says, Robert, a lot of the problem is that individuals don't want to humble themselves. You know, you've you got confrontations between African Americans and the police. Neither side, in many instances, want to humble themselves. You know, you've got police don't want to humble themselves. Listen. Just because you got a gun, that doesn't make you right. Just because you got a gun, you got bullets, you got pepper spray, mace, or whatever, handcuffs, that doesn't make you right. And America, having rights, that doesn't make you right. If you don't want to comply and and obey those that have rules, so so what's what's happening here? Because individuals, oh God, say individuals don't want to humble themselves, and this is one of the main reasons why these senseless shootings are taking place. Individuals don't want to humble themselves. Well, God said, look, without an humbling of yourself, God said, I'm not even I'm not even thinking about healing the land. So God said, look, unless my and God said, I'm talking to my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, God said, that's the first criteria. That's the first thing that needs to be met before God will even think about healing the land. Until people start humbling themselves. Humbling themselves. You, some of the, the race problems that we are having in this country, especially with, with many white officers and many African Americans, is, is a matter of, of too much pride. Pride goes before a fall, a hardy spirit before destruction, all this kind of thing. And individuals need to humble themselves. If you are 
stopped by the police out there, especially as African Americans. I just got off the friend off the, the phone with a friend of mine in Atlanta. Just a little little bit. Of, you know, he was telling me about how the murder rate had increased so much, and and how individuals. And we also were talking about some of the senseless murders that are that are recently taking place. If you, especially as an African American, if you are stopped by police. I've been preaching this for I don't know how long. I'm almost tired of saying it. But now things are becoming deadly. Maybe some of you all start listening out there. Comply. What that officer tells you to do, that is you got to listen very, very carefully when you get stopped by the police. To make sure you do exactly what he say and not exactly what you think you want to do. And if he's not telling you to sin, whatever he is asking you to do is all right. That's what you need to do. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Hands remain on the steering wheel. That don't mean go in your pocket, go in the glove compartment and try to get your wallet. If he tell you to keep your hands on the steering wheel, keep your hands where I can see them. I put them out the window. Let him see. Get on the ground. Then I'm on the ground. If what he is saying, and we'll and see, cause see, see what it is, black folk. What you want to come out of an encounter with the police now is to a point. You want to come out of an encounter with the police with your life intact. Never mind, you it's to a place now in America where African Americans, black folk, what we want to come out of an encounter with the police with now is our life. Whether they were right or wrong, whether they should have stopped you or they shouldn't have stopped all of that is beside the point. What you want to do is come out. You want to be able to make it home that night. You want to be able, you want to, be able to leave them still breathing. Comply. Humble yourself. Ah, you say, Apostle, have, do you have any word for the officers? Of course. I do. Officers, humble yourself. All black folk are not trying to kill you on a routine traffic stop. All black folk are not trying to, to uh, resist and, and challenge your, your authority as, as police. Humble yourself, too. You don't have to shoot somebody four times. Uh, uh, or shoot somebody in the head, or shoot somebody in the chest. Just because. there's other ways you can. I rather I rather you knock me out. Take your right. Take your gun and knock me out. If I'm acting like a fool, officer, and I just won't do right. Right. Listen, please. Rather than shoot me in my head or shoot me in my chest, take your gun, hit me in the head, knock me out, handcuff me, lock me up. Do 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 that. So you say, Apostle, what you what you trying to say to both? Officers of the law, and to both African-Americans, humble yourself. It don't have to end in death. It don't have to. Some very, very simple instructions being followed on both sides, and we, can, we as black folk can walk away with our life. You as a, 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 a white officer can walk away with your career intact. Now, some of you all say, ah, Apostle, I thought you said that the topic today was he will straighten it all out. Well, he is. 
God is straightening it. The Messiah is straightening it all out, speaking through his apostles, speaking through his prophets, giving sound instruction as to how these problems can be cleared up. Just as Jesus was clearing up things with, see, this, this Samaritan woman had some questions about things. And the answers that Jesus was giving her, she was having problems digesting them. So she tried to defer to a future date. The woman said, I, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes here, he'll explain everything to us. Well, what she didn't realize was that he was explaining it right then. And all she had to do was take seriously and listen carefully to what he was saying, and she could have got herself cleared up. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice wonder, man, what in the world, having symposiums and town meetings and trying to figure out what to do about race relations and race problems in this country. It is very simple. Listen to the Holy Spirit. If you out there under the sound of my voice and you wondering, oh, Apostle, what are we going to do about these white police killing these, these black unarmed individuals? Listen, uh, listen to the Holy Spirit. White folk, listen to the Holy Spirit. Black folk, listen to the Holy Spirit. Officers, listen to the Holy Spirit. Uh, 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 motorists, African-American motorists, Listen to the Holy Spirit. How in the world both sides think you're going to be listening to the devil and you think that that situation is going to turn out good? You got the white officers listening to the devil. You got the black motorists listening to the devil. And we think something good is going to come out of that. Listening to the devil never brings anything good out for none of the parties involved. But listening to the Holy Spirit can cause our experiences with each other, blacks as white, to be a very pleasant one and to be a very beautiful one. Listening to the Holy Spirit can cause our, our interaction among races to be a very, very beautiful one and a very, very sweet one. For you white folk out there that think ain't no, that all black folk is evil and you know all black folk are going to go to hell, you're going to be shocked in heaven because it's an integrated place. You black folk out there think all white folk is devils and all white folk need to die, die, and go to hell. You're going to be shocked in heaven because heaven is a very integrated place. Bible tells me that all nations, kindreds, and tongues will be in the presence of our God. So they have figured it out. They have figured it out. Those who make it, blacks and white, who have made it to heaven, they have figured out how to live and how to coexist. And, and, and how to operate peacefully in this life. That's why they made it happen. You out there as a black, you just can't get along with white folks so you ain't figured it out. You out there as a white, you just can't figure, you just can't get along with black folks, you ain't figured it out. Our brothers and sisters that are in the presence of God right now, blacks and whites, they have figured out. Not only, God says, Robert, not only how to live together in life, they have figured out how to live together and to coexist peacefully for all eternity. Racism is one of the stupidest things. A racist is one of the stupidest jokers you will ever meet. Put that down in your notes, children of God. What? A racist is one of the stupidest. You stupid if you're a racist. Some of you white folks got there, Apostle, are you calling me stupid? If you're a racist, yes, I am. 
Some of you black folk out there saying, Apostle, are you, you, calling, you calling me stupid? If you a racist, yes, I am. It's stupid. It's very stupid. Say, Apostle, why? Why? Because we all come from the same man. That's why oftentimes you hear me refer to our white brothers and sisters. Why? We come from the same man. Adam, our African brothers and sisters. Why? Because we all come from the same man. Our Chinese brothers and sisters. Our Australian brothers and sisters. We all come from the same man. And woman. He, he, the Messiah, the Christ, the Spirit of God, he's straightening this thing out. The question is, God said, are you, going, are you willing to listen? That's the only issue. Oh, you think, you, think, you think God don't know how to have police and African-American relations run smoothly? You think he don't? You think God as God who created galaxies, God who created the stratosphere, God who created planets and black holes and sustains, sustains all forms of life. You think he don't have sense enough to tell us how white police officers and black motorists can coexist peacefully? You think he don't have sense enough? Of course he does. The problem is not with God with, with so much with uh, white police officers or black African-American motorists. The problem is when you got both one or both sides that don't want to listen to the Spirit of God. That's when the problem comes in. Whether it's the white police officers that don't... See, see his thing, you got to understand. Anytime you got a group that don't want to listen to the Spirit of God, they're going to bring trouble. I don't care who it is. I don't care what the group is. It could be the white police officers. It could be the black motorists. It can be the Chinese... Uh, 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 whoever. Or the... Or the Canadians, if you don't want to listen to the Spirit of God, you're going to bring trouble. And when you got two groups that don't want to, two or more groups that don't want to listen to the Spirit of God, normally that's when wars and, 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 and fights break out. That's, that's how wars get started, normally. And big fights break out, normally. You got groups that don't want to listen to the Holy Spirit, so we're going to fight. Now, one thing that many of us as African-Americans have to keep in mind now, you know, because it's commonly assumed that, you know, the blacks is the bad guys and the whites is the good guys by, by a lot of individuals. But one thing we have to keep in mind as African-Americans, you got some characters with badges and guns empowered by the state that are just as wicked, if not more wicked than any thug you got running around on the street. You got to keep that in mind. God is taking me back to Ecclesiastes because, of re- you know, that anytime you see something on a rise, you see something bad that's on a rise, it's because it hasn't been handled properly. That's why you see gun violence on the rise in the United States, because many of our leaders are, 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 are not using wisdom and handling it. Ah, you know, the right to bear arms, the right to bear arms. Sure, but that was spoken hundreds of years ago when jokers were using a gun that you could fire one time and it take you two or three minutes to load it and get it ready to fire again. That wasn't that wasn't given by our forefathers in the age of automatic and semi-automatic weapons. 
that you can fire off hundreds of rounds per minute and, and all kind of rounds per second? No. Yeah, as you say, Apostle, do you believe people ought to be able to have a gun? Sure you do. You ought to have a musket. Or you have a gun that just fire one little bullet. You don't need no whole, whole, no, no automatic and semi-automatic weapons for what? There's no hunting that calls for that. So what else? What else are you gonna have a gun that fires all them kind of bullets for like that? Other than to, to do some mass destruction, you don't need it. You don't need it. I, sure, let people have guns. Let them have musket. Let them have a gun, a six shooter. You know, at least not that that will stop. Uh, gun violence, and it, but it'll sure slow it down. You won't be able to just run in the mall and just pull the trigger and shoot 30 people in, in five seconds. You might kill you one or two before somebody gets you or, or whatever, but, but, but you know, whenever you see something bad on the rise, it's because individuals in leadership haven't handled it properly. Anytime you see children that are acting like fools in the school, normally you got parents. That didn't that they haven't handled it properly. You got you got a, a, a rash of of white officers killing African Americans. What's happening? Your leadership, your judges, and your politicians—they not handling it. Instead of you start putting these jokers in in prison, which is exactly where you all would put uh, an African American if they went and kill kill a, a white police officer. You got you, you can see it there. Many of our white brothers can see that real clear. Oh, he needs to die. Oh, he needs life in prison. It's amazing how blind you get when, when you all, some of you all are doing the same thing to, to, to African-Americans. So what we want to do here, you know, and this is, again, why the Holy Spirit is so important, because listening to the Holy Spirit, what, he, what the Holy Spirit will do, he'll let you see things from other people's perspective. If 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 you out there, you had your son or your daughter or your husband or your wife just gunned down by a by, by I bet if black officers watch this now in this country, I bet you if black officers would just went on a rampage and just start shooting white motorists, I guarantee you all powers that be and leaders and politicians and whatever else you call yourself, I bet you get that straightened out. I bet you that wouldn't go on long. Why? Because it's happening to you. So what we've got to understand is that 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 uh, if we don't like a thing being done to us, then we shouldn't be doing and perpetrating that with others. God has given us practical God. Listen, children of God, there is no problem in humanity. That God, that the application of God's word will not straighten out. There is no problem. Racism, people be asking me all over the world. Ah, Apostle, what about racism in America? Is it still there? I said, look, racism is alive and well. As long as you have the flesh, the sinful flesh, you're going to have racism. Just like you're going to have adultery. You're going to have fornication. You're going to have lying, cheating, stealing. You're gonna, as long as the flesh is in operation. And what is the flesh? The part of us that listens to the devil. Racism is just a part of our flesh that listens to the devil. Lying is just a part of our flesh, and our flesh listens to the devil. Stealing is just a part of our flesh, and our flesh listens to the devil. So as long as you got flesh, you're going to have sin. That's why Jesus did not come in the flesh. He came in the likeness 
of sinful flesh. Lord went as far as he could go when it came down to this thing called flesh. He didn't get in sinful flesh. He got in the likeness of sinful flesh. We see Jesus speaking with a Samaritan woman, which in our select scriptures, which went against all kinds of cultural norms of the day. Disciples came back and saw Jesus talking to a woman, and they were surprised. Like, what is this now? Jesus didn't normally just do it like that, you know, but he did it this time. And not just talking to a woman, talking to a woman who had had all kinds of men in her life and all kinds of issues in her life. Jesus come and start talking right to her. You say, Apostle, what's the significance there? The significance there is this, child of God, or one of the things that is significant, is that regardless of what kind of life you and I have lived, what kind of terrible things we may have done or are doing or maybe even planning to do. Remember, the apostle Paul or Saul had plans to do some terrible things to the church. God met him and changed him. God can meet you and change you. Whatever terrible you have done, whatever terrible you are doing, whatever terrible you are planning to do, a meeting with Christ, a meeting with a man called Jesus can cause things to go a much different way. Jesus met with this Samaritan woman. You go back to verse 21, and we're about done today, children of God. Jesus declared, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Well, what was Jesus letting the woman to know? That there was a time that was coming and has now come where worship, the place of worship, was going to be a lot less restricted. The place of worship. The Jews felt like you had to worship God in Jerusalem. The Samaritans felt like you had to worship God on this mountain. Jesus was like, look, the time is coming and has now come when you neither worship in Jerusalem and you neither worship on the mountain. Now, I know the woman is like, well, what kind of, what, can you imagine how radical this was? How radical a teaching this was that Jesus was coming with? All the Jews knew was that you got to worship, worship God in Jerusalem. All the Samaritans knew was that you got to worship Jesus, worship God on this mountain. And here comes Jesus saying the time is coming and has now come when you will neither worship Jesus, worship God in Jerusalem or on this mountain. You, see, first of all, you got to understand, Jesus, some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you think, ah, oh, Apostle, you so radical, you so radical. Listen, I ain't nothing compared to Jesus. Jesus was extremely radical in his generation. Jesus came through preaching and, and saying stuff that folk just heard what he was talking about, pick up stones to, to stone him. Jesus was saying stuff that was so radical in his generation and in his day, people tried to take him up on a cliff and try to throw him off a cliff. Thankfully, ain't nobody, ain't no, at least physically, ain't nobody tried no stuff like that with me. Some of y'all are like, oh, man, Apostle, you be saying all, you be saying some radical stuff on that teaching where I ain't, I, I ain't even, can't even be compared to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Listen to me out there. You can't serve the true and living God and not be radical. You cannot preach God's word and not be radical. 
God's word is radical in every generation, in every dispensation. After man sinned in the garden, God's word became very radical because Satan became the God of this age. And so in order now for God's word to be preached in an environment where Satan is the God of this age, you've got to come against some very, very serious strongholds. One of the reasons why a lot of people don't like Donald Trump as a presidential candidate, one thing, he's, 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 he's saying some stuff that just make too much sense. I told you earlier, we, the land is sick. We live in a sick land. We live in a sick generation. People trying to be politically correct. Everybody wants to let every, any and every kind of thing. And Donald Trump is saying some stuff like no to illegal aliens and no to, uh, uh, you know, certain things. No to, to everybody just bringing goods into the United States. And anywhere we try to sell our goods, we tax and tariff the devil. He said, no, no. It just makes too much sense. Now, so you saying, Pastor Brown, are you supporting Donald Trump as a presidential candidate? Listen, I, I, I don't, I don't into supporting too much of anybody. My job for, for as, a, as an apostle and as a spokesman for God remains the same, regardless of who win the presidency. Pray for those in authority. That's what my Bible tell tell me. So whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's Hillary Clinton, whether it's uh, uh, Mark Twain, whoever is in the White House, uh, my job is going to be to pray for them and to pray that God will direct his or her heart and lead them in the right way. Jesus, look, here's some radical. Jesus, look, I'm bringing some new flavor to your ear. One of the rappers said that years ago. I'm bringing some brand new flavor to you here. Jesus was bringing some brand new flavor to this Samaritan woman's what? Ear. Said you Samaritans worship what you don't know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. But then Jesus come back and said, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you will be a true worshiper. Ah, it doesn't matter whether you're worshiping uh, uh, in some fancy church building somewhere. It doesn't matter whether you're worshiping at the Christian Center. It doesn't matter whether you're worshiping at the Potter's House or whether you're worshiping at the Crystal Cathedral. The main thing is that you, whether you're worshiping God in your, in your garage, in your living room, in in a in a in a storage barn. The important thing is not so much where you worship God, but how you worship God. Jesus said the important criteria in worshiping God is not so much whether it's in Jerusalem, Jews, or whether it's in Samaritan, uh, whether it's on the mountain, uh, Samaritans. But the important thing is that you worship God in what spirit and in truth. For they are the kinds of worshipers the Father seeks. Then Jesus busts this thing out and said, look, God is spirit. And his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. See, you know, that's the important thing. Listen, some of you all going to churches for all kind of reasons. All kind, got all kind of reasons other than spirit and in truth. Only thing need to be coming up out of our pulpits. Only thing need to be coming up out of our pews. Only thing need to be coming up out of our amen corners is spirit and in truth. Because that's all God is looking for. 
That's all God is looking for. How much money you raise, God be like, look, that's what y'all is. Y'all into that. Y'all the one doing that. How many clothes, fancy clothes you got on? God said, look, that's stuff y'all is into. God said, but God said the main thing is spirit and the truth. And that's why a lot of people going to end up missing this thing. Because, see, you, you went into the, you're going to church for all the wrong reasons, going to church looking for all the wrong stuff. What you better be looking for is the spirit of God and the truth of God. That's, that's the only thing. Look, that's the only thing that matters to me. Uh, you know, I, uh, we thank God for nice clothes and nice shoes and nice buildings and all that kind of stuff. But give me spirit and in truth over uh, a whole bunch of stuff that can be seen any day. Give me, give me, give me spirit and in truth. I rather, I rather worship with a few people in spirit and in truth than with a whole flock of people or thousands of people with a bunch of hypocrisy and lies. Now, when Jesus hit this woman with this, because we're talking about the man called Jesus, how he gonna straighten everything out? Jesus hit this Samaritan woman with this right here. This was stone radical teaching. True as it was, radical as it was as well. And that's what that's what has happened with, with some of you all out there under the sound of my voice that, that keep right on tuning in, keep right on listening to the broadcast. You know, you don't heard Apostle Brian say some radical stuff, but then you done gone back, some of you, you done studied your Bible real, real good. Thank God for that. You know, you done prayed, you done fasted, you done sought hope and done found out that stuff was true. Radical as it may be, you done found out that stuff was true. And and see, that's the beauty of the Spirit of God. Because one thing the Spirit of God can't do, he can't lie. Me and you can. You know, and, when, and if we don't listen to him, what we'll do is lie. You know, but the Spirit of God cannot lie. Jesus could not lie. That's why you never read about Jesus telling anybody a lie. He couldn't. People talk about, you know, God can do everything. No, he can't. God can't do everything. That's one of the biggest lies in Santa Claus. Bible said there are two immutable things about God. One, he cannot swear by anyone greater than himself. And number two, he cannot lie. God can't sin. God can't lie. God can't fornicate. God can't steal nobody's stuff. God can't bear false witness. God can't, a whole lot of stuff God can't do. Namely, sin. He God, now God can do anything he wants to do. God can't sin. God can't lie. So Jesus has just hit this woman with some present day truth. And, you know, a lot of times people rather than than process and deal with the truth of what they have heard, they try to defer. You know, because the truth isn't the truth the truth can be can be very, very painful. The truth can be very, very painful. This woman don't feel like dealing with the truth right now. You know, she knows she's dealing with a prophet. See, she that she does know. She even admitted that early on when Jesus started telling us stuff about herself and what she was doing. You know, and the first thing she busts out and said in verse 19, she said, sir, I can see you are a prophet. <laughs> Some of you all out there understand my voice. You know, finally, after about seven years, eight years, some of you all, finally, the Lord done revealed to you, oh, Apostle Brian is a prophet. Man, he, he, he a prophet. Some of y'all, you know, we, we thank God. But it took her a minute to discern that she was dealing with a prophet. 
took me about 20 years to realize my grandfather was a prophet. Can you imagine? I'm dealing with him every, just about every day. And finally, the Lord revealed to me he was a prophet. Now, you say, Apostle, why is that important? It's important because the quicker you discern that you're dealing with a prophet, a lot of times the better, the better for you. Quicker. You, 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 need, you, know, you need to know. I mean, it's about like, a, you know, about like a snake bite. You don't need to be letting no snake bite uh, take your time in dealing with a snake bite. You need to, you need to get medical attention real quick. Because a snake bite, the longer you let it go, a poisonous snake bite, the more damage it's going to do. Normally, the longer you out there not realizing that some that you somebody's a prophet, a lot of times the more the more crazy stuff, the more mistakes you're going to make, the more and the more the more problems going to have to come in your life. So you want to you want to discern quickly that you're dealing with a prophet. This woman said, "Look, sir, I can I can see that." Uh, I'm not just dealing with just a regular somebody. I can see I'm, I'm dealing with somebody that, that has a supernatural understanding of things. That's one of the things about a prophet. They have a supernatural. It's not normal. Prophet, prophet is able to see into a situation, see things that just normal people can't see. Prophet is able to see solutions to things that normally normal people just can't see. Prophet mess around and give you a real, real simple, real, real simple uh, uh, remedy to your problem. This country would be in a whole lot better shape if individuals, a lot of individuals going in for therapy and seeing all kind of psychiatrists and psychoanalysts, if they were going in seeing and taking the advice of true prophets. Because true prophet, he going to get the, the remedy to your problem is found in the word of God. True prophet going to give you just that. Very few of you all out there under the sound of my voice that I'm close to that I don't know exactly what your problem is. I know exactly what my problem is. Come on now. Very few of you all right here at the Christian Center, I don't know exactly what your problem is. Why? Because we all got problems. All of us, from the apostle, the pastor, pro, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I know you let me get close to you. I know exactly what your problem is. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, I'm real close to you, love you real deep, but some of you are just stubborn. Well, God beating you for that in a different kind of way. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you're just selfish. You're just real selfish. You, you got you to gotta overcome that. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you just, everybody, all of us, children and children of God. Apostle Paul, he didn't, all these epistles, Paul knew what the problem was in the Galatian church. <laughs> Paul knew what the problem was in the Philippian church. Paul knew what the problem was in the Ephesian church, and he knew what the, he knew what problems Titus had, what problems Timothy had. Timothy, you you timid, you shy. God didn't give us a spirit of timidity. Apostles, prophets, they, we gonna know what the problem is in us and in you. Oh, Apostle Brian, you gonna bust us wide open? What's your problem? One thing, my temper ain't the best. Yeah, yeah, one well, temper ain't the best. You know. Got the best of tempers. Apostle, huh? what else? What's your, some of your problems? Lust of the eye. Sometimes these eyes be looking at some stuff they don't need to be looking at. Apostle, what else? What's wrong? What is, what's your problem? Play around too much sometimes. Play around too much. So, 
children of God. You say, Apostle, what is all this to say? If we're gonna go and be honest about this thing, or we can, or we can try to put on a, a, a front, put on an act. All of us, two things, each one of us have in common as children of God: the Spirit of God and the flesh. <laughs> You know, I, I, I was talking with a, a friend of mine a little earlier today, and uh, I'd asked them, you know, they said, you know, they were asking me, you know, tell, tell me about yourself. And I was like, you know, I shared some things. I said, well, you know, I got good in me. I got evil in me. He said, but tell me some of the some of the, the evil in you. I said, yeah, I, I sure can. That's, that's, that's no problem. Just as God allows me to see the good that's in me, which is him, he allows me to see the evil that's in me. That's me. And I said, now nah. I said, but what about you now? I said, are you able to, to see yourself too? And they said, well, I, I don't have any, any evil in me. I said, whoa, that's scary. I discontinued the conversation because if you can't see the evil that's in you, something is very, very wrong that you are deceived very well by the adversary. Bible tells us in the book of first, I think it's first John, that if any man claims he has no sin, he deceives himself, and the truth is not in him. Jesus hit this woman with some very serious truth that would straighten out her situation if she would listen and implement what he is saying. So the woman tries to defer. She don't want to. She don't really want to try to deal with this level of truth right now. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming when he comes. See, it wasn't a situation of when he comes because he was right there. You say, Apostle, what that mean? See, you don't need to be trying to wait till the second coming of Jesus when Jesus is right here, right now, speaking through his apostles, speaking through his prophets, speaking through his evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You can get yourself straightened out right now. You can get yourself saved now because if you try to wait till the second coming of Christ before you get yourself straightened out and saved, you're going to be too late. The Bible says the day you hear my voice, the day you hear the voice of God, when you hear a God's prophet, God's apostle, God's spokesman, spokeswoman talking to you and exposing, and you know that's the Holy Ghost that has exposed you, you need, you need to fix that. You need to get straightened out. This woman tries to defer. When he comes, uh-uh, ain't no when. He's here. What she needed to go on and deal with was the reality that the Messiah was right there. He will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am here. You don't have to wait. He said, you don't have to wait any further. I think there was a song out years ago that you don't have no, uh, no need to look any further. Well, this woman, she don't need to look any further. The Messiah was right there. Was right there. <clears throat> he will straighten it all out. Yeah. At the end, he's going to straighten it out, but he's also straightening some things out right now. And as we put his word into practice, each of us as human beings, each of us as children of God, each of us as God's creation, as we put God's word into practice, things will work better and things will work smoother. Man called Jesus. Man. Jesus was 100% man, and he was 100% God. Sinless, perfect, righteous, 
marvelous in all his way, our Lord and our Savior. And he is working on us that we might be just like him. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. Keep moving and walking with Jesus. And you will not be disappointed at where you end up. God bless you, children of God, and may heaven smile on you. Three questions here. Number one, all right. What are some of the things the Holy Spirit will do for us? Question number two. All right. Number two, what are the components of true worship now? What are the components of true worship now? And question three, we talked about this much earlier. But what is, you know, in light of some of the um, social issues that are plaguing our generation, what is one of the things, you know, we talked earlier about the senseless shootings that are taking place and the killings that are taking place of, of African-American or black motorists. What is one of the key things that will help keep these uh, killings from taking place. What is one of the key things? We talked about it much earlier. God bless you, children of God, and heaven continue to smile on each other. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check our website, www.rchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on talk shows, precast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On talk show, call 724-444-7444 and Taragi 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.